Shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad Baruch Shem Kehud Malkuto Le'olam Va'ed Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Blessed be the name of the glory of His kingdom forever and ever. Amen. Good morning, Mishpacha. Welcome to the Daily Audio Torah. I'm Laura Densmore, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining in with me today. Today is Friday, August 25th. It is prophesied in the book of Amos that in the last days there would be a famine in the land. Not a famine for food, but a famine for the word of God, as it is written in Amos 8, 11, and 12. Behold, the days come, says the Lord God, that I will send a famine in the land, not a famine of bread nor thirst for water, but of hearing the words of the Lord. And they shall wander from sea to sea and from the north even to the east. They shall run to and fro to seek the word of the Lord, and shall not find it. Even in the days of Joseph there were seven years of plenty, followed by seven years of famine. He had stored up grain for the seven years of famine. The Daily Audio Torah is your storehouse where you can get grain. It is twenty minutes every day of pure scripture flowing out, living manna to feed your spirit. Are you being blessed by this ministry? please consider supporting Daily Audio Torah. You can make a one-time or a recurring donation by going to dailyaudiotorah.com and then click on the Give pick on the navigation menu. You can then make a secure online donation there. Thank you for your prayers, and thank you for your support. Now let's continue our journey through the entire Bible in one year. This week we are reading from the Israel Bible for the Hebrew Scriptures, and from the King James for the Brit Hadashah. Today we continue the Torah portion, Ki Tetzi, and it means, When you go out. Deuteronomy 24, 1-22 A man takes a wife and possesses her. She fails to please him because he finds something obnoxious about her, and he writes her a bill of divorce, hands it to her, and sends her away from his house. She leaves his household and becomes the wife of another man. Then this latter man rejects her, writes her a bill of divorce, hands it to her, and sends her away from his house. Or the man who married her last dies. Then the first husband who divorced her shall not take her to wife again since she has been defiled. For that would be abhorrent to Hashem. You must not bring sin upon the land that Hashem your God is giving you as a heritage. When a man has taken a bride, he shall not go out with the army or be assigned to it for any purpose. He shall be exempt one year for the sake of his household to give happiness to the woman he has married. A hand mill or an upper millstone shall not be taken in pawn for that would be taking someone's life in pawn. If a man is found to have kidnapped a fellow Israelite, enslaving him or selling him, that kidnapper shall die, 
Thus you shall sweep out evil from your midst. In cases of a skin affection, be most careful to do exactly as the Levitical Kohanim instruct you. Take care to do as I have commanded them. Remember what Hashem your God did to Miriam on the journey after you left Egypt. When you make a loan of any sort to your countrymen, you must not enter his house to seize his pledge. You must remain outside while the man to whom you made the loan brings the pledge out to you. If he is a needy man, you shall not go to sleep in his pledge. You must return the pledge to him at sundown, that he may sleep in his cloth and bless you, and it will be to your merit before Hashem your God. You shall not abuse a needy and destitute laborer, whether a fellow countryman or stranger in one of the communities of your land. You must pay him his wages on the same day before the sun sets, for he is needy and urgently depends on it, else he will cry to Hashem against you, and you will incur guilt. Parents shall not be put to death for children, nor children be put to death for parents. A person shall be put to death only for his own crime. You shall not subvert the rights of the stranger or the fatherless. You shall not take a widow's garment in pawn. Remember that you were a slave in Egypt, and that Hashem your God redeemed you from there. Therefore do I enjoin you to observe this commandment. When you reap the harvest in your field and overlook a sheaf in the field, do not turn back to get it. It shall go to the stranger, the fatherless, and the widow, in order that Hashem your God may bless you in all your undertakings. When you beat down the fruit of your olive trees, do not go over them again. That shall go to the stranger, the fatherless, and the widow. When you gather the grapes of your vineyard, do not pick it over again. That shall go to the stranger, the fatherless, and the widow. Always remember that you were a slave in the land of Egypt. Therefore do I enjoin you to observe this commandment. Job 16, 1-19-29 Job said in reply, I have often heard such things. You were all mischievous comforters. Have windy words no limit? What afflicts you that you speak on? I would also talk like you if I were in your place. I would barrage you with words. I would wag my head over you. I would encourage you with words. My moving lips would bring relief. If I speak, my pain will not be relieved. And if I do not, what have I lost? Now he has truly worn me out. You have destroyed my whole community. You have shriveled me. My gauntness serves as a witness and testifies against me. In his anger he tears and persecutes me. He gnashes his teeth at me. My foe stabs me with his eyes. They open wide their mouths at me. Reviling me, they strike my cheeks. They inflame themselves against me. Hashem hands me over to an evil man, thrusts me into the clutches of the wicked. I had been untroubled, and he broke me in pieces. He took me by the scruff and shattered me. He set me up as his target. His bowmen surrounded me. 
he pierced my kidneys. He showed no mercy. He spilled my bile onto the ground. He breached me breath after breath. He rushed at me like a warrior. I sewed sackcloth over my skin. I buried my glory in the dust. My face is red with weeping. Darkness covers my eyes. For no injustice on my part and for the purity of my prayer. Earth, do not cover my blood. Let there be no resting place for my outcry. Surely now my witness is in heaven. He who can testify for me is on high. O my advocates, my fellows, before Hashem my eyes shed tears. Let him arbitrate between a man and Hashem, as between a man and his fellow. For a few more years will pass, and I shall go the way of no return. My spirit is crushed, my days run out. The graveyard waits for me. Surely mocking men keep me company, and with their provocations I close my eyes. Come now, stand surety for me. Who will give his hand on my behalf? You have hidden understanding from their minds, therefore you must not exalt them. He informs on his friends for a share of their property, and his children's eyes pine away. He made me a byword among people. I have become like Tophet of old. My eyes fail from vexation. All shapes seem to me like shadows. The upright are amazed at this. The pure are aroused against the impious. The righteous man holds to his sway. He whose hands are clean grows stronger. But all of you come back now. I shall not find a wise man among you. My days are done, my tendons severed the strings of my heart. They say that night is day, that light is here in the face of darkness. If I must look forward to Sheol as my home, and make my bed in the dark place, say to the pit, You are my father, to the maggots, mother, sister. Where then is my hope? Who can see hope for me? Will it descend to Sheol? Shall we go down together to the dust? Then Bildad the Shuhite said in reply, How long? Put an end to talk, consider, and then we shall speak. Why are we thought of as brutes, regarded by you as stupid? You who tear yourself to pieces in anger, will earth's order be disrupted for your sake? Will rocks be dislodged from their place? Indeed, the light of the wicked fails, the flame of his fire does not shine. The light in his tent darkens, his lamp fails him. His iniquitous strides are hobbled, his schemes overthrow him. He is led by his feet into the net, he walks onto the toils. The trap seizes his heel, the noose tightens on him. The rope for him lies hidden on the ground, his snare on the path. Terrors assault him on all sides and send his feet flying. His progeny hunger, disaster awaits his wife. The tendons under his skin are consumed. Death's firstborn consumes his tendons. He is torn from the safety of his tent. Terror marches him to the king. It lodges in his desolate tent. Sulfur is strewn upon his home. His roots below dry up, and above his branches wither. All mention of him vanishes from the earth. 
He has no name abroad. He is thrust from light to darkness, driven from the world. He has no seed or breed among his people, no survivor where he once lived. Generations to come will be appalled at his fate, as the previous ones are seized with horror. These were the haunts of the wicked. Here was the place of him who knew not Hashem. Job said in reply, How long will you grieve my spirit and crush me with words? Time and again you humiliate me, and are not ashamed to abuse me. If indeed I have erred, my error remains with me. Though you are overbearing toward me, reproaching me with my disgrace, yet know that Hashem has wronged me. He has thrown up siege works around me. I cry violence, but I am not answered. I shout, but can get no justice. He has barred my way. I cannot pass. He has laid darkness upon my path. He has stripped me of my glory, removed the crown from my head. He tears down every part of me. I perish. He uproots my hope like a tree. He kindles his anger against me. He regards me as one of his foes. His troops advance together. They build their road toward me and encamp around my tent. He alienated my kin from me. My acquaintances disown me. My relatives are gone. My friends have forgotten me. My dependents and maidservants regard me as a stranger. I am an outsider to them. I summon my servant, but he does not respond. I must myself entreat him. My odor is repulsive to my wife. I am loathsome to my children. Even youngsters disdain me. When I rise, they speak against me. All my bosom friends detest me. Those I love have turned against me. My bones stick to my skin and flesh. I escape with the skin of my teeth. Pity me, pity me. You are my friends, for the hand of Hashem has struck me. Why do you pursue me like Hashem, maligning me insatiably? Oh, that my words were written down, would they were inscribed in a record, incised on a rock forever with iron, stylus, and lead. But I know that my vindicator lives. In the end, he will testify on earth. This, after my skin will have been peeled off, but I would behold Hashem while still in my flesh. I myself, not another, would behold him, would see with my own eyes, my heart pines within me, You say, how do we persecute him? The root of the matter is in him. Be in fear of the sword, for your fury is iniquity worthy of the sword. Know there is a judgment. 1 Corinthians 16, 1-24 Now concerning the collection for the saints, as I, Paul, have given order to the churches of Galatia, even so do you. Upon the first day of the week, let every one of you lay by him in store, 
as God has prospered him, that there be no gatherings when I come. And when I come, whomsoever you shall approve by your letters, them will I send to bring your liberality unto Jerusalem. And if it be meet that I go also, they shall go with me. Now I will come to you when I shall pass through Macedonia, for I do pass through Macedonia. And it may be that I will abide, yes, and winter with you, that you may bring me on my journey whithersoever I go. For I will not see you now by the way, but I trust to tarry a while with you, if the Lord permit. But I will tarry at Ephesus until Pentecost, for a great door and effectual is opened unto me, and there are many adversaries. Now if Timotheus come, see that he may be with you without fear, for he works the work of the Lord, as I also do. Let no man therefore despise him, but conduct him forth in peace, that he may come unto me, for I look for him with the brethren. As touching our brother Apollos, I greatly desired him to come unto you with the brethren, but his will was not at all to come at this time, but he will come when he shall have convenient time. Watch, stand fast in the faith, quit you like men, be strong. Let all your things be done with charity, with love. I beseech you, brethren, you know the house of Stephanus, that it is the firstfruits of Achaia, and that they have addicted themselves to the ministry of the saints, that you submit yourselves unto such and to everyone that helps with us and labors. I am glad of the coming of Stephanus and Fortunatus and Achaius, for that which was lacking on your part they have supplied. For they have refreshed my spirit and yours, therefore acknowledge them that are such. The churches of Asia salute you. Aquila and Priscilla salute you much in the Lord, with the church that is in their house. All the brethren greet you. Greet one another with a holy kiss. The salutation of me, Paul, with my own hand. If any man love not the Lord Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus Christ, let him be anathema maranatha. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, Yeshua HaMashiach, be with you. My love be with you all in Christ Jesus. Amen. Psalm 40, 1-10 I waited patiently for the Lord, and He inclined unto me and heard my cry. He brought me up also out of a horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and set my feet upon a rock, and established my goings. And he has put a new song in my mouth, even praise unto our God. Many shall see it and fear, and shall trust in the Lord. Blessed is that man that makes the Lord his trust, and respects not the proud, nor such as turn aside to lies. Many, O Lord my God, are your wonderful works which you have done, and your thoughts which are to, toward us, that cannot be reckoned up in order to you. If I would declare and speak of them, they are more than can be numbered. Sacrifice and offering you did not desire. My ears have you opened. Burnt offering and sin offering have you not required. Then said I, Lo, I come. In the volume of the book, 
it is written of me. I delight to do your will, O my God. Yes, your Torah is within my heart. I have preached righteousness in the great congregation. Lo, I have not refrained my lips, O Lord, you know. I have not hidden your righteousness within my heart. I have declared your faithfulness and your salvation. I have not concealed your loving kindness and your truth from the great congregation. Proverbs 22, 1 A good name is rather to be chosen than great riches and loving favor rather than silver and gold. I want to speak to you today from our psalm that we read from Psalm 40, and then we're going to jump into Job chapter 16 through 19. And so we have a Yeshua sighting in Psalm 40 today that I want to bring to your attention. And we'll start in verse 6. Sacrifice and offering you did not desire. My ears have you opened. Burnt offering and sin offering have you not required. Verse 7, Then said I, Lo, I come. In the volume of the book, it is written of me. I delight to do your will, O my God. Yes, your Torah is within my heart. This is speaking of Yeshua. Lo, I come. In the volume of the book, it is written of me. Who is me? It is speaking of Yeshua. And This is speaking about the Tanakh, the Hebrew Scriptures, or the Old Testament, that throughout the Tanakh, throughout the Hebrew Scriptures, you will find all kinds of texts that are pointing us to Yeshua. You have to have eyes to see. So, again, when Yeshua walked with the guy along the road after his resurrection, And he didn't recognize Yeshua at first. And then he opened up the scriptures and explained things to him. See, when when it was talking about this, it was talking about me here in the Psalms. And you see this other passage? It was talking about me. And this other passage from Genesis? It was talking about me. And his ears burned as he listened to Yeshua opening up the scriptures and revealing to him, look, this was talking about me. So we need to have our eyes opened, especially in the mainstream Christian church, because much of the Old Testament is pointing us to Christ, to Yeshua. Now I want to get into um, our reading from Job, and I'm going to zoom in on one particular verse, chapter 19, verse 7. I cry violence, but I'm not answered. I shout but can get no justice. The Israel Bible commentary to this verse reads as follows. The word Hamas, violence, appears a number of times in the Bible. It is used as a general term for violence, and in particular is also used as a term for robbery. The Bible tells us that it was Hamas that almost led to the destruction of the city of Nineveh in the time of Jonah and that Hashem brought the flood in the time of Noah because of Hamas, see Genesis Genesis chapter 6, verse 11. In fact, it was the Hamas of the generation of the flood that sealed their fate. 
even though they were also guilty of sexual immorality and idolatry. Rabbi Samson Raphael Hirsch explains that this is because Hamas refers to petty injustice and underhanded dealings which are not punishable in court. This is even worse than overt sin and immorality as it corrodes the entire social framework of society. Now I'm going to add to this and really go and do a deep dive. I want to speak to you today about what happened on the island of Maui, of the Hawaiian Islands. Truly, this was Hamas, tremendous violence and out-and-out theft, thievery, and robbery. So I'm going to share from you from gregreese.substack.com. He's an excellent reporter, and he's reporting the truth about what really happened on Maui. Do you think this was an accidental fire? Not at all. This was premeditated murder. So the headline reads, Mass Murder and the West Maui Land Grab. The blame for the destruction of West Maui is falling upon Hawaiian Electric, who knew as early as four years ago that there was a risk of fire due to their own negligence of maintaining power lines, but did nothing. Hawaiian Electric, who is owned by Vanguard and BlackRock, has been shifting their focus to clean energy, but in order to build back better, they must first destroy the old system, and so the power was left on to feed the fires. The outdoor siren warning system on Maui is one of the most advanced and maintained warning systems on Earth. Residents are accustomed to monthly tests, and on the day of the fire, no sirens went off. The director in charge of this warning system was at a FEMA disaster seminar in Oahu as the fires were devastating the people of Maui. When asked if he regretted not sounding the alarm, he said no, because he was worried that the people would run into the fire. But instead, they burned to death, including an untold number of children who were home alone that morning because of a school cancellation. The water wasn't on. Fire hydrants were dry. And the deputy director of water resource management, who was named an Obama Foundation leader, refused to release water for the West Maui fires until it was too late. He says that in order to share water, Hawaiians need to discuss equity. Without any warnings and without any water, the people tried to flee but they were stopped by the police who had orders to keep people from escaping. The Maui chief of police, John Pelletier, was the incident officer at one of the biggest cover-up operations in U.S. history, the 2017 Las Vegas shootings. Residents are not allowed to leave unless they get a permission slip from the federal government, but the government recently decided to shut that option down. While the fires burned, a book was published about the entire event. The book blamed climate change and was written by a Dr. Miles Stones. The definition of milestone is an action or event making, marking a significant change or stage in development. Hawaii is being usurped by the same billionaires pushing for the World Economic Forum's Great Reset. 
They have been planning on turning Maui into a test bed for their artificial intelligence smart grid. But the people were in their way, so they burned them out. Maui will either be a major milestone for the ruling class or a line in the sand for we the people. The federal government offers a one-time payment of $700 to each family that has lost their home. And the governor of Hawaii tells reporters that the state plans on acquiring the land. And if it wasn't for the local community, the survivors would be left alone to die in the ashes of their neighbors. So we see the facts that Greg Reese has laid out for us, and we connect the dots. The sirens didn't go off, so the people were not warned. The water was turned off, so they couldn't put the fires out until it was too late. The one road out of town was blocked by police, and residents weren't allowed to escape or flee. This is premeditated murder, mass murder. More than a 100 people have died from these fires. And it is a land grab. They want to make a smart city out of Lahaina. And the people were in the way. So they burned them out. This is Hamas. This is violence. I have a postscript, a PS, to add to this Maui fire report that I shared with you. I just came across yet another news story coming from Global Research, the Center for Research on Globalization, globalresearch.ca or globalresearch.org. And here's the headline, multi-billion dollar direct energy weapons, known in the acronym as DEW, market for military and civilian use, were DEWs used in Hawaii, direct energy weapons were they used in Hawaii. Directed energy weapons do constitute a buoyant $5.3 billion business, which is slated to increase to $12.9 billion by 2027. This profit-driven military-industrial market is dominated by six defense contractors, including Raytheon, Northrop Grunman, BAE Systems, Boeing, Lockheed Martin, and L3 Harris Technologies. According to Raytheon, the development of directed energy technology is used to counter the drone threat. While dues are largely intended for military use, so-called non-lethal or, or less lethal direct energy weapons are envisaged for so-called homeland security applications. The evidence, were direct energy weapons used in Hawaii? Images confirm the extent and nature of devastation and destruction. They also suggest that the damage incurred was not attributable to natural causes. The evidence suggests that direct energy weapons do may have been used yet to be fully ascertained and that the acts of destruction on Maui were deliberate. This is yet further evidence of the Hamas, the violence that is being perpetrated upon people all across the globe. Heavenly Father, we lift up the people of Maui. 
we pray you'll pour out your loving kindness, your grace, and your mercy, and your compassion. We pray that you will provide for them basic necessities, food, water, shelter. We pray that the truth of this matter would go forth and go out and be shouted from the rooftops. And we pray that this evil plot and scheme would be rendered ineffective, would be squashed, would not be allowed to proceed and go forth. We pray that these people would be properly compensated for their losses and that they would not be pushed off the land and have to leave so that the government can step in and buy out the land and create their artificial intelligence smart city. Father, please be with the residents of Maui. Please, may we we stand with them in prayer. We stand with them in support. And Father, we pray that this evil scheme would be quashed, would be not allowed to proceed or roll out. We cry out to you, Father. This is one of the reasons why you were ready to judge Nineveh and why you were ready to judge the world at the time of Noah was because of all of the violence that was going on in the earth. And what happened at Maui is truly violent. This was no accident. This was violence premeditated, preplanned, and children died, burned alive. Abba, we cry out for your justice to shine forth, for these perpetrators of this evil scheme and plot to be held fully accountable to the full account of the law. Father, let there be justice. We cry out for the residents of Maui. And we pray, Lord, that as we more and more people awaken to these sociopaths, these psychopaths, and the evilness of what they are doing to their own people, these globalists, Father, we pray that you will guard and protect and heal the people of Maui. Please guard and protect each and every one of us. Our eyes are upon you. We cry out to you for your justice to prevail. We ask it in Yeshua's name. Amen. Adonai Vish Mareka Yeah Adonai Anavilaka Vikuneka Isa Adonai Anav Eleka Vayaseh Leka Leka Aaronic Blessing from Numbers chapter 6, 24 to 26. 
Adonai bless you and keep you. Adonai make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Adonai lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.